0: Down and dirty, Greg. That's how the that's how this party was. Down and dirty. These guests were looking to be dancing in the dark, making a fool of themselves. It was great. That's how it should be. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding creatives where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry. On today's episode, it's just Greg and I talking about our trip to Austin, how that all came about, any troubles that we faced, but before we get into all that,
1: Greg, what are we drinking? We are drinking the Good Coffee Cartel once again, our good old favourites. The Glasgow Roasters, Good Cough Cartel, and it's their seasonal narco blend. Mm, mm, mm. Which is technically roasted to be brewed as an espresso. But we've got it on the Chemex. That's true. That's all we've got in here. I'm just
0: pouring it. I'm assuming you want a glass because I can't have this whole craft myself.
1: There you go, Gregory. Gimme,
0: gimme, 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 a man after midnight. The
1: second big Chemex that have brewed this today.
0: That's true. I've drank. An unhealthy amount of coffee today. So you're not getting the first taste. We've mm. had
1: this plenty in the office, but but it is nice. It's lovely. Yeah.
0: Did we have this last week?
1: I Feel like we did. No. No. Oh um, no! Just, it was the I just brought that in this morning. Oh, that's right. We did but have you... the small. Time yeah, had a small earlier yeah. in the week. Yeah.
0: The, is this your? Is, is this a subscription
1: or did you just? The buy subscription the... comes one full size and one small. Oh, okay. And then usually the following month or no. It's so every two weeks, I think. Can't remember. But usually, the, f- the next time, it's whatever is the small one is delivered in the big one. Because this is like the test test roast. Uh, uh, when you get the test, or can you, you know, like, if you don't like it for whatever reason,
0: can you contact them and just be like, oh, I don't really like it? Will they substitute a big one?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: It'd be quite strange to, to, well, I don't know why you wouldn't like it because all of their coffees are rather nice. How are you doing, Greg?
1: Good. Feels lonely around the table. It Quiet. does. Yeah, we were supposed to have a guest, but unfortunately she was ill, so we had to, we're going to have to reschedule, but yes. we've been planning on doing some solo episodes for a while, so what better time than now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, a I better place than here? Yeah, well, I, I I didn't want people to think that we were just getting guests in the whole time, because we, we know a lot of stuff, Greg. We've been doing this for nine years?
1: Yeah, we've been saying eight for about twelve months, nearly. So, so that's uh, a <laughs> we can now officially go to nine. No, nah, officially nine would be the first of April. Ah,
0: oh, okay, <laughs> all right, people, still eight years, but we're we're getting there. We're getting there. So, yeah, today we're going to be talking about our trip to Austin, which happened now, maybe a couple of months ago.
1: Yeah, it was mid to late September. Uh huh, and we're now getting to late November just to date this episode it's coming out in two or three weeks is what the (laughs) (laughs) the schedule is but (laughs) yeah um but yeah
0: we've been saving this obviously for for a while now for for this podcast because obviously it was a rather big project and it came out in a kind of unusual way
1: so yeah what did you do on the weekend though before we get into all that not a whole lot it was fairly quiet weekend because we were off uh, mm-hmm. The only thing of note that I had was my cousin's fortieth. We did a sort of family gathering mm-hmm. and had some drinks. That is very nice. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. What did you go up to?
0: Well, I was fundraising with my family. Um, what for? Well, unfortunately, we have a, a family member who is suffering from cancer, and um, yeah, it's not looking too good for them right now. So. The rest of the family huddled together and had a race night. Do you know what a race night is? Not yeah, many
1: people do. I've been to a couple over okay. the years. One of my friends used to work in a bookies <laughs> when he was at university. So All right. Okay. So his work organized a couple of race nights. Uh-huh. So,
0: yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, for those of you who don't know, basically you go up, there is a DVD with random races on it. And Horse races. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, you're absolutely right. Horse races. And kind of like the Grand National, but not Grand, and not on a national scale. The average national. The average national. <laughs> the average <laughs> national. Um, so you, you, you would um, yeah, obviously no one will have seen these races. So you go up and you bet for a horse, and then you let the uh, the highlight of the race play out, and you have a good time. You show it the TV, you know. You get the kids riled up.
1: It's good. And Did the, you yeah. win anything of note?
0: <laughs> I was rid- I was ridiculously lucky. Yeah. I I won three times in the raffle in the raffle. Wow. I yeah. I, I don't quite know how, but uh but it was it was nice and we raised uh one thousand one hundred wow. one hundred pounds. One thousand one hundred pounds. And Damn. there's 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 not there wasn't that many of us, so you know. So I think uh
1: Yeah. I think we did good. Those were expensive horses.
0: They were expensive horses. <laughs> <laughs> um but
1: yeah. Should we get on to talking about Austin? Let's.
0: Got my notes here. Oh, oh yeah, right. we should maybe <laughs> mention the live pre-show. So just before we start talking about Austin, um, if you're about on our Instagram, um, after our conversation with Joe Donaldson, which you will have heard now as a perspective
1: episode. Hopefully, if you're subscribed.
0: If you're Yes, if you are subscribed. Um we we want to start integrating stories into our Instagram because in the past we've been maybe scared to maybe felt like it doesn't quite reflect the brand. Um, so what we did there, we just uh, threw up a phone and uh, did a wee pre-show recording of us
1: setting up. I'm glad when you threw that phone up; I caught it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I threw it up on a mic stand. It's it's oh. it's, it's yeah. I'm hilarious. Um, <laughs> you are hilarious,
1: oh god, it's a Monday morning Yeah, that's something we might start doing more often, just jumping on live
0: mm-hmm. And obviously it was just the two of us, so not really that exciting But when we have guests in, they'll hopefully interact with you guys a little bit more So yeah, I think that'll be good Uh, Might need to do a little announcement, since there was only five people actually live But then again, it
1: is yeah. midday Monday instagram so people are working notifies people but i don't tend to watch many lives true
0: so let's get on about talking about our trip to austin texas not our average haunt is it austin it was your first time there wasn't it
1: yep yep first time
0: uh, i had actually been there before if i didn't realize this but I am wearing shoes that I bought the first time I was in Austin that I haven't worn because they give me horrible
1: blisters. Well, guess what? I'm wearing shoes that I bought this time in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> really? What? Remember I went to the Tom's shop? <laughs> yeah. These are the shoes that I've got. No and way. been my like everyday shoes since then, pretty much.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. That's a coincidence and a half. Well... Look at that. What a topic. How how could we talk about anything else today? Um, So yeah, um, let's chat about kind of the most, I I would say the most important aspect of creating a film for any kind of wedding film but getting to know our couples long distance.
1: How how do we do that, Greg? There's multiple ways. We've got some questionnaires that we send our couples just Mm -hmm. to initially get some information from them but if they're Overseas, we always jump on Skype or FaceTime to try and get some face-to-face conversation. Mm. Because if they're around Glasgow or the Central Belt... Excuse this phone interruption. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, Sorry about that, folks. If they're based around Scotland or the Central Belt, quite often they'll come in and we'll meet them in person. Yeah. But for destination weddings it's easier just to jump on FaceTime.
0: And it's, I mean, sometimes that can be even hard with just the two of us because we tend to have different times that we come into the office. Usually, if it, if it's a a couple that have already booked us and we're getting to know them, then we usually make time to be in the same place yeah. for that phone call. Whereas if it's like, you know, a, a couple just phoning to inquire and they want to get to know us before they book, then it's sometimes only one of us, just because I have kids and you're, yeah, you're...
1: Usually it's more convenient for people with phone after five o'clock yeah so yeah i'm usually about the office till between five and seven Mm -hmm. anytime around there
0: Mm -hmm. but for the austin couple this wasn't the first time that we had met them
1: no which was
0: which was kind of nice um but we'll get on to why a little bit later because i want to finish on that um yeah so emails video chat what what do we talk about, Greg? Do we ask some questions? Do we do we say what we're do that this is how we're gonna do it?
1: This is what we expect of you? No. No. <laughs> no, that is not. Although like we have the way we work as a team, which doesn't deviate much on a wedding day. True. So we explain to them how we like to do things mm-hmm. but we tailor our approach to every wedding depending on the answers they've gave to some questionnaire questions and stuff like that yeah so we tailor it to suit their day and if they have any ideas we'll try and incorporate them
0: and i mean not you know everyone thinks you know they're just doing their job and you got to talk about your job but being a great wedding supplier also is offering another perspective (laughs) on their wedding day because we've been to so many weddings and they've only been to one wedding, hopefully. Yeah. This isn't our first rodeo. Yeah, uh, but it will be theirs. So, you know, we're kind of at a unique advantage where we can kind of suggest things that might work or maybe things that, you know, if they're doing something, then, it, you know, if we figure it's not going to work out for timing stuff.
1: So, yeah, ne- never, never underestimate your value. Yeah, one of the biggest advantages you have as a wedding industry professional is you are an expert at your craft and you know more about weddings than what your couple does Mm. so use that to educate them or to offer them advice because most couples have no idea what they're doing as you said it's (laughs) the first time usually it's the first time they've got married it's Mm -hmm. their first wedding they're planning yeah so there a lot of people moan about People who email and say, what's your prices? But couples are just doing that because that's all they know they have to do. Oh, yeah. They don't know, oh, I should maybe ask a more important question. They just think, oh, I've, I've heard people say that we need to find out the prices and that's what we judge people on. Mm. For the most part, the first thing that couples are going to only know is how much
0: they've got to spend. Yeah. So if that's the one thing they've got to know, then the only really basis of real you know, knowledge that they could gain is, you know, is it going to fit into their budget? And that's probably, you know, the first thing that's going to come to their head, hence why it's going to be the first question. But, I, you know, I, I, okay, it was eight years ago.
1: I, just, Oh, by the way, I had my wedding anniversary on the weekend. So you did. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. I forgot about that. Yeah. Eight years. I usually remember years. that because it was the same weekend as my cousin's birthday and one ah. of my mate's birthdays the next day as well. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. So yeah, and normally remember roughly when yours is because yeah. i missed my mates birthday night out because it was your wedding which was a bit more important <laughs> it right, yeah right, just a
0: bit oh no oh yeah okay yeah I, I i probably should have said this uh at the beginning when we were pouring the coffees but had my wedding i had my wedding anniversary went to Topla Bambas, obviously my favorite restaurant in glasgow i know greg rolls his eyes uh, why would you to go to that restaurant all the time because i love-
1: I freaking love so it. There's so many good restaurants out there. I know, but School. I freaking
0: love it, man. I, I, I Honestly, it was so, uh, so good. And funnily enough, my next-door neighbor, who has their two-week kids, and one of them's in Nathan's class. That's my eldest son. Uh, our neighbors, it was their nine-year anniversary, and they had went to Bambas coincidentally, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so we can see each other. Uh, anyway, it's kind of embarrassing, but... Yeah, they liked it, Greg. Don't I roll at me, okay, pal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're, what were we talking about? I jumped about. You were about to say something about oh yeah, your wedding.
0: <laughs> that's right. Because I remember when you know I was a to be groom. I had no idea, and I had so much of uh, I had no no clue. I I you know I I went to the SECC. And that was my expectations of what a wedding fair was. Yeah, and okay, I suppose back the then. Big
1: Scottish wedding exhibition or something it's called. It's the yeah. big event in Glasgow it's, in Scotland. Yeah,
0: and it's hella scary. Yeah. It's like, like, people are aggressive there. Yeah. You're herded like cattle. So we know the couple. We know it's a destination wedding. We know where it is. Let's talk about the practicalities of shooting a destination wedding and not just a destination wedding but a destination wedding that is halfway across the world because there, there is nuance in how you'd approach a wedding like this so let's talk about the, the first practicalities luggage luggage limit yes especially for videographers and I say that only because we have way more gear to consider yeah
1: When you look at destination photographers and they travel with their one, possibly two bodies, two to three lenses, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. They can fit that easily in a carry-on backpack with some other clothes and they could travel with just that if they wanted. They don't need to check a suitcase. From a videographer point of view, although we try and shoot as minimal as possible, there's still more gear needed. You've got the whole audio side of stuff that you need. Mm. As well as lighting, which is just bigger in general for a video, I would say. Yeah,
0: because you need a stand. I suppose you need. Well, I suppose if you're doing off-camera flashing, you need a stand as well. But yeah, so all that kind of stuff is is quite. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to weigh your bags and all that kind of stuff. H- how did we pack this time around? Because we really did reduce our kit.
1: Yeah, we reduced it to the bare minimum. Yeah. And we ended up actually renting stuff over there, so as we could travel with less gear. Mm-hmm. So That was fun. We ch- we put as much as we can in our carry-on backpacks, which yep. are low-pro bags, which we've had for a good while now. Yeah, they're rugged. They can hold plenty of gear, although the 1DX with the s- size of that <laughs> pushes the bags to the <laughs> limit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get as much of the gear, camera bodies and lenses mm-hmm. and audio stuff mm-hmm. and rucksacks. Yeah. And those, was, those are carry-on. Usually we would shoot with a C100. Oh, back then we did. Obviously, we, we've now changed the kit, but we, we, we swapped out for a GH5. Yeah, at the point of that wedding, it was sort of transitional for us. Mm. We are getting a GH5. We had one for the associate team, so... We decided for size on carry-on again to leave the C100 home yeah. and take the GH5 instead. Because it's massive. Yeah. It's scary big. And, and it only then, shoots 10 uh, And then, yeah, put some support gear in the suitcase because that's stuff that is more robust. If it takes a bump yeah. in the airport, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, we're talking monopods.
0: We're talking a glide cam uh we're talking
1: uh yeah d- uh, a tripod yeah. stuff that a be free tripod if it was great. if your luggage was lost and you didn't have time before the wedding it wouldn't be make or break you could do yeah. it without it whereas the audio gear and the cameras you need yeah 100 percent. and even the audio gear we we
0: took down to the bare minimum because before where we were using H1s and lavalier microphones that you'd attach. We uh, went away with that for uh, the wee Sony recorders, which have a very long name that I can't remember. TX650s. TX650s. Look at you, Greg. I hope that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, they can basically just fit in a a cigarette carton if
1: you're so inclined. For the size of them, they're great compared to a Zoom H1... With a detachable lav mic, the size there's a, there is a quality difference, but it's so minimal that the size makes up for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you if you know the limitations of that recorder, you can shoot around it. Yeah, um, record around rather R- record l- around the limitations. Um, one huge limitation is they're not very good outside because they don't have any wind socks. Now you could probably makeshift one
1: there, very easily. There's ways of MacGyvering a windsock for it. MacGyvering, oh and yes. And there's people that have examples that they've used on Facebook groups and stuff. But oh really? they never look pretty. The so. Sonys
0: in general don't look pretty. Especially if you're going to be making mic- a bride with one. Which isn't something that we tend to do. But yeah, I would love to get a white option. Because that would be quite good, I feel. Maybe you could paint the black white. tipex. Let's just tip X one of them, Greg. <laughs> oh Casey so Neistat <nice>, style. <laughs> yeah. Uh well that would definitely work. Why would we spend nearly a week over there, Greg? Because we did. We flew over and we pretty much spent an entire week over there.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think we what, we flew out on a Wednesday and come back on a Tuesday. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh yeah, well, with the distance, you obviously have the worry of jet lag. I can yes. never remember what way people say jet lag is an issue. It's got is to be both ways. Way it's it's got to be both ways. Surely, there's it's people got to that be, say, right? "Oh, you only get it going this direction." Can nah, that can't but be anyway, right. You've got the worry of that. So, yeah. like, I don't want to fly on the Friday and have a wedding on the Saturday. No, as far as we're concerned, that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially with this distance. Yeah. So that's why we flew out on the Wednesday. I think it was and the wedding wasn't till the Saturday.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, We stayed on South Congress. Yep. uh, Which was kind of like... I mean, Austin is the liberal hub of the uh, South. Or maybe just Texas. So it has a very Glasgow-esque vibe to it, I thought.
1: But South Congress was very much the Finiston street of uh, Austin. Yeah, for any Glasgow listeners... You'll know what we mean by that. Finiston's the trendy, hipster sort of area. Mm-hmm. Cool restaurants, cool shops. Voted the uh, hippest place in the
0: uh, Europe in the in the in the Europe by the Guardian.
1: Yeah, one reason is you want the extra time to recover from the flight. Yes. Another reason would be what?
0: Well, I mean, so we don't often do these kind of jobs, so. I don't want to call it a holiday because it was pretty intense but it was a cool street. We spent a lot of time gathering social media content for ourselves as well as adventuring and location hunting. Um, not that we really needed to.
1: Yeah, it was. it's a new location for us so you can do a lot of that research online finding spots to go and shoot. Yeah. But we just felt that let's just use this time to do that in person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we took a wander around, found some spots to take the couple and stuff.
0: Yeah. And it's, um I mean, the time over there, we spent some time with the couple, some time with the family and friends, getting to know them before the wedding. That was kind of a, a big part of, you know, ideally you don't want to show up cold to a wedding, although I think most of the time you do. You're very much the video person on the day. That's kind of your role. But if you get to know your couple and you've come over from you know, from another country, people view you in a different way. You're not just a wedding supplier. You are kind of treated like another friend or, or, or a family member, which is great because they are very comfortable around you when you start filming at the actual wedding.
1: Yeah, and we've experienced that in Italy with some American couples Yeah, where they usually hire us for the rehearsal dinner, the wedding, and then usually a leave-in brunch. Yeah. So at the rehearsal dinner or the welcome dinner You get to know people And you, you down your cameras and you start chatting You become Greg You become Simon mm-hmm. You're not, oh you're the videographer <laughs> Yeah. So on the wedding day they're like Hey Greg, do you want a drink? Or hey Greg, come over here Rather than, oh video dude And yeah, it was the same this time We weren't hired to film the rehearsal dinner But the couple invited us along And we were like, yeah, totally So we went to, it was a cool restaurant place, wasn't it?
0: So it wasn't, it was a set of apartments that hadn't quite changed over. So the, it was like a wine bar downstairs and they were converting one of the apartments upstairs for a space that they could use to rent out for wine parties, I I guess. So yeah, we were actually the first people to have that space as an event. So yeah, it was very cool.
1: Cool vibe. Good sort of rooftop view of downtown Austin.
0: Yeah. I am gonna admit this right now. I was actually really tired. So i w- my chat was not on its A game. Your chat never is. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: thanks, thanks. No, it was great.
1: We were it was sort of small tables and we were situated at a table with mm. a bunch of their friends. Yeah. A couple of them were from Glasgow as well. Yes. Because the couple have friends from here. And yeah, it was just great getting to know everybody. Yeah, it was really nice. But that was at the
0: end of the day, during the middle part of the day, we had actually taken the couple out to do a couple shoot. Yeah. Which is another reason why we came out a little bit earlier because we had taken a look at the wedding venue and it was a lovely wedding venue, by the way, but there wasn't many locations to take the couple and we really wanted to capture some of that craziness that is... Austin, although the wedding wasn't actually in
1: Austin, yeah. it was just a little bit further north. Yeah, it was in a place called Hutto, which mm-hmm. is about twenty minutes north of Austin. Yeah, but it's still sort of classified as Austin. Yes, but yeah, the venue is incredible. Check it. The link will be in the show notes. Check mm-hmm. it out. It's like one eleven industrial East. loft style venue. Yeah, very cool. Minimalist, clean. Yeah, but Sammy nice. says. There's not much variety in the sort of locations. Mm-hmm. It's very. This is a loft style venue. Yeah, cool white brick walls, mm-hmm. big windows. But if you and want the street outside, that that was pretty much it. If you want some urban city stuff, mm-hmm. you're not really getting that because it's in a small town. Yeah, on one street. Mm-hmm. And if you want some greenery from a forest or anything. You're not going to get that. You're not even going to get any city vibe because
0: it's very much a one-level town. Like there's there's nothing bigger than a oh I mean there, there's a water tower, but that's probably the, the tallest structure there. Um, yeah, we 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 took the couple on a shoot. Now the couple themselves were actually uh, I, w- I would describe them as shy or reserved. Yeah. Um, especially when it's just like two video people and. Uh, just a couple, like although we were very friendly, we're very easygoing when it comes to the shooting, and you know we don't get our couples to do anything extremely, you know, outrageous. Um, you know, it's it's still an unusual like, how often do you get a camera following you around? But yeah, so we had obviously travelled around Austin, we got got to grips with the city. However, we really relied on the couple to pick the locations and they did so they they had a a list of five yeah it was three parks the top of the whole foods and somewhere else two other places that i can't remember yeah i don't know actually barton springs i actually can't remember the locations that we said however you talk to the couple and you know when they say oh there's three parks that we really love the idea of doing a a a shoot with a couple is you want a kind of dynamic range of locations Oh, that's what I'm looking for as a videographer. So the top of the Whole Foods, although it sounds a bit strange, it was a really good way to get the kind of urban aspect of the city. Unfortunately, when we went, there was construction around the top of the building. So, I mean, we got some reflections and glass and stuff like that. and But not a lot of content was had, um, which was unfortunate,
1: but, you know, that is what it is. It is, you know. And the little content that we got, will be great for them because it's somewhere that, I think I remember they said they used to go there for Mm. lunch sometimes. Yeah. So it's somewhere that it means something to them. Because there's picnic tables on top. Yeah.
0: The City Can Escape was had at the top of the Whole Foods. Then we, now this was not a suggestion from the couple, however, I have always wanted to go to this location in Austin. It was the Hope Outdoor Gallery, which is a Legal spray painting area, uh, which we went to. It's kind of famous in Austin. In fact, it might have actually moved at this point. Um, Yeah. Do do you
1: know the history behind this place, Greg? I remember Nick telling us a wee bit about it.
0: So so I looked it up a a little bit. I have have notes here. It was supposed to be an extensive condominium complex back in the 80s, but they had issues on the hill that it was built on. I, I don't know what the issues were, but they had to stop construction. And no.
1: now after- from walking around it's quite soft underfoot. It is quite crumbly s- yes. rocks. So that might have been one of the issues for <laughs> building on. Yeah, it might have been. But there's houses all around it.
0: True. So I don't quite understand maybe yeah, maybe the weight of the the actual complex would have been too much for the ground to handle. Anyway, artists have been using it ever since as a canvas for spray painting, and I would highly recommend you check it out because it's so interesting. And I really do wish it was a place like this in Glasgow, because I feel like it would totally vibe well with the city. Um, Because, I mean, there's a whole load of actual graffiti um, around the city here anyway. But it'd be nice for other artists to have a space to practice, and it would constantly change and stuff. So we took a couple there, and it was kind of great, and that got the kind of gritty, colourful aspect of Austin. The weird side of Austin. The third location was one of the parks that they had picked. It was called the Mayfield Park, um which was a quiet park featuring an art installation and free-roaming peacocks. But yeah.
1: most importantly, most importantly,
0: it, importantly it, had. it had tree of the year 2009. <laughs> I found this hilarious when we when we spotted that tree. There's a a, a plaque right it, it's in the car park. There's a plaque and it has that this is the tree and i'm to be honest not a spectacular tree no (laughs) we have many great trees in scotland i don't think um i don't think it was anything spectacular but you know what it won an award so well done mr tree funnily enough we were shooting in the park and we would do i mean we tend to do some kind of abstract kind of shooting with you know turning people around and yeah, shooting their backs and stuff, but it started to rain really heavily, really heavily when we were trying to get some walking shots in the in the park. Um, I mean, if you've ever been to Austin and it's rained, it's like a monsoon.
1: It is from zero to a
0: hundred in
1: like a yeah. se- like a second. This just came on so quick. Yeah, and it was like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, and
0: and it continued for two minutes. And that was it, more or less. Now just we just
1: enough time for us to run back to the car.
0: <laughs> we ran back to the car, and it was getting a little bit lighter. So we we hadn't done any kissing stuff with the couple yet, um, which is something I like to do, you know, just in case if you know if I can get it to fit in. But I also wanted to shoot in the rain because it was so heavy. So I yeah we I chose tree tree of the year two thousand nine location and the. Made out in front of that tree in the rain, in the rain, and it was
1: great. I mean, yeah, anyway. Yeah, and these, these sort of things are things that the couple are going to remember about us. Sort of the next day at their wedding, they were telling their friends, Oh, yeah, we're out with these guys, and then it started to rain. Did you see that shower that came on? We were mm-hmm. out in that with them. <laughs> what can I say? We bring the rain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, so working with with reserved couples, right? So I, I want to talk about this briefly. We What we do with the couple, because we have a very relaxed approach, we usually just film them just being themselves, chatting, relaxing with each other. I mean, half the time we just pretend, uh, we just ask them to pretend we're, we're, we're not even there. And we literally just shoot around them. And we did that in all the locations. Once... I've got a couple of shots of them together. I'll usually do some of the surreal elements of our work, right? So portraits of people looking into the lens or, you know, shooting the backs of people, like I said, or the couple walking towards each other. That That's kind of one of my favourites, the couple walking towards each other. And they're not really doing anything apart from that. So it is really relaxed. It's not... We're not posing them in any way. It's just, yeah, a really nice atmosphere for the couple. And although... It's kind of strange to start shooting. They get used to it very quickly because it's just—it's kind of natural. This is how they are with each other, so this is what we film. Yeah. Another really important aspect of shooting in another country is the fact that you have to realize that for video, they have a completely different set of settings on your camera. Okay. Over here in the UK, we shoot with PAL, and over in the States and and in other countries, they shoot with NTSC, which. It is that because of the frequencies of their electricity. Yeah. Um, and when their electricity is at a different rate, their lights flicker at a different pace. So if you're in the States and you shoot with Pal, you're going to get flicker on your video. So when we were out, we had to test all the cameras and make sure that we weren't getting any flickering and all that
1: kind of technical nonsense out of the way. Yeah, so that was another reason why it was good to have a couple of days beforehand because right. we... We knew what settings the camera should be at, but we took time to film some stuff, check that in a computer, make the settings the way they should be, check it again, and know that, all right, this is all good.
0: Yeah. I guess another reason why we were over there so early is because we needed to rent equipment, like you said. Yes. Obviously, we can't take all the equipment because it would look suspicious at the border. (laughs) (laughs) So the equipment that we did rent over there... A big light stand, a big light. Yes. We'll go into why that was a little bit of a faux pas on our uh, part. Um, what, what what other things did we get? An uh, audio recorder.
1: Uh, yeah, we got the Tascam DR40, I think it was. Yes, for, uh, video mics. For getting a feed from the DJ. Oh, yeah. Um And yeah, I think we got one video mic as well. And a tripod. Because... No. Yeah, there was a tripod. There was a tripod. Yeah. The video mic we needed... Quite often, we've not been shooting with video mic recently on the cameras Mm. and just not using too much onboard audio.
0: Yeah, Uh, me too.
1: But at this wedding, there was a situation where the groom was going to sing to his bride and we figured that although we would have an H1 and the Tascam being the main sources for that, we wanted the on-camera to be a better quality as a third backup. Yeah. So that's why we got a video make for that.
0: Well, let, let, let's talk about the wedding day. So we've spent a few days in Austin, a day with a couple. It's now the wedding day. So we wake up. It's sweltering hot, but surprisingly not too hot because there had been a thunderstorm the day before, Yep. which cleared out the air and made it bearable
1: for us Scottish pale folk. <laughs> 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 but yeah, also with that sort of area of the world they tend to have later ceremonies for that reason as the temperature yes so i can't remember off the top of my head but i think ceremony wasn't till about what three i think it was about three might even have been three later. thirty. yeah but yeah so we had a fairly relaxed start to the morning mm. and then 20 minute drive up to the venue and everything was happening at that venue both the bride and groom were getting ready there
0: yes which i i always love to, yeah. be, to be honest <laughs> from um, a logistics point of view it's <laughs> so
1: nice when they're in the same venue
0: yeah especially being in another country you don't have to drive
1: around on the opposite side of the road get yeah. into places however well we did logistically it's. it's easier and yeah. nicer but from a storytelling point of view mm-hmm. there's less locations and it's very insular all in one place yeah yeah so it's it's a bit harder in that sense Mm -hmm. to create an open story from it
0: and it it was was quite a good thing that the ceremony was there because that was another reason why we did a couple shoot with the couple the day before yeah because we realized that we probably wouldn't have enough time on the day so yeah although we did we we did we did get the couple out for a while not very long but um just long enough and outside the back uh i mean obviously greg said uh, wooden floors white walls stone that kind of minimalist vibe oh the back it was a, a lawn and people had their drink reception out there and they had tacos and
1: yeah the food was amazing it was
0: great tacos at a wedding yeah what I know, I know uh chips and dip and beers and cocktails yeah it was it was it was really great so we're shooting we're working alongside I'm probably gonna butcher her name, Diana Ascaruns.
1: I've only ever really read it, so yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, i I used it in person. What am I talking about? But
0: Diana, it's just a surname. I'm not quite sure. About it. Anyway, Diana was totally lovely. Yeah, and she had an assistant that was also very lovely.
1: Um, it was a lovely day. Yeah, the the wedding day went along without a hitch. I I'd say it went all smooth. I can't remember any issues that were like, oh, man. There was a couple of issues that weren't our fault. Like, so the venue was right
0: outside a train track. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we're talking about, like, commercial trains. Massive, massive trains. Because traffic was allowed to cross it. Every time it came up to the road, it had to honk its horn. Yeah. Very, very loud.
1: Ding, 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 ding. And then you get...
0: (laughs) (laughs) So during the ceremony when there was a reading... It was perfectly timed yeah. interruption, and I, I I just found that hilarious. And also in the speeches later on the night, this, another train came by, honked its horn, perfectly timed.
1: It was comical, to be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't clash these things as issues, but you're no. right. They these are things that, from a filmmaker's point of view, you're like, oh man, I wanted nice clean audio with yeah no background noise, no babies mm. crying. Yeah, but there's a train going on outside. Let's just say it
0: didn't make things go off the rails. Tumbleweed. <laughs> so, I filmed the preps. At the end of the preps, there was a performance by the groom. He sang a Bob Dylan song. Yeah, he uh, actually the version that he sang was my I thought was better than Dylan's song. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, really nice. Obviously, we did talk to the groom about where would be best. However, he had this idea of doing it between the two rooms which I completely understand filming it wasn't the greatest there is a teaser trailer out there you can go and have a quick peek at the end of the teaser trailer you'll see the groom and the bride separated but I mean Diana the photographer she was on her knees in the corner there was a balcony and I was pretty much riding her like a horse (laughs) I was pretty much sitting on top of her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, there, there's no there's no easy way to say this I, I was straddling over her trying to get my shot there's no nice way to put that because there's literally no room and all the guests are lined up down the stairs to see their performance it's a lovely moment it really is lovely
1: yeah Um. Uh, it, it was tough to shoot because of the small floor space on the balcony yeah yeah
0: as well as Diane being so close to me you can hear the shutter quite loudly yeah but again, live event, you know, it's absolutely fine, so ceremony happens, ceremony goes without a hitch, drink receptions, all good, comes to the speeches, this is where we realise we've made a bit of a faux pas, so we've rented a big ARRI light, it is 1000 watts, right, it's a spotlight, essentially. Uh, I think it was the six fifty. Was it the six fifty? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I couldn't quite remember. Six fifty watt Fresnel spotlight. Now we have the six fifty, and on the side it has a lovely dimmer, a, a dimmer on the side. It had you can adjust the 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 color temp, and this is the light that we thought we had in the bag. However, it was the Fresnel version. And said light does not have a dimmer. It is either on or off. Now, usually if you're filming any kind of event in the dark, you want to gradually dial that dimmer up so that people notice, but it's not aggressive and harsh. However, with this light, we had to take it to the very end of the room, as far away as we could, switching on and just swing it round. Now, luckily... All the guests are facing the other way. However, they clearly notice the sun entering the building <laughs> with this light. Oh, that's how I felt. Anyway, I d- whether or not it was that bright, I can't remember. Was it that bright, Greg? Uh, anyway, it's just a little bit more of an aggressive step to get the light up. And it's obviously noticeable, which is unfortunate. But there is nothing really that we could do in that instance. So this is from my point of view. No one ha- no, one, No one had any complaints. No. This was just me because I'll, I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Um, anyway, speeches are great, lovely content. Friends and family get up and speak. It's just it's just lovely. Lovely food had. We get to speak to the photographer. The planner was amazing. And the first dance and the first dance had the same problem because it's the same light. Yeah. And it's I think the major problem is it's a big box room with white walls, so it just felt it just felt a little bit overkill.
1: But then again, it was a pitch black room. Like, there was no other source of light. Yeah, I think for the first dance, it wasn't too bright. It was just right. Okay. But the issue came when we were sort of finished filming and wanted to turn off the light and start sort of packing up. It meant when we turned that off, there was no light in that room. But TG lights and disco lights going on, but not enough that you could see to film anything. Yeah. And... They made it sort of cool for dancing around in, but not for really seeing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So when you turn it off, our light, the <laughs> difference between on and off is crazy.
0: Yeah. Did you hear the cheer? I remember switching off the light and then going, yeah! Really? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because cause that's the party starting. That is the party getting dangerous. Down and dirty, Greg. Yeah, that's how the that's how this party was. Down and dirty. These guests were looking to be dancing in the dark, making a fool of themselves. It was great. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. So yeah, we we have obviously made the teaser trailer because I I did that on the on the way back. I I made it, so you can right now go and check that out if you if you want to. But the inter- the the interesting thing I find is how we got this job. Now we are in a. Large network of photographers, we know a lot of people out in Scotland, and there is a certain venue that has the not the greatest of reputations from the point of view of photographers and videographers,
1: yeah, among this sort of area of the country, yeah, there's a venue that it's just very strict, it's known of as being strict and does multiple weddings a day, so it's sort of tough for photographers to work in. Yeah. So it gets a bit of a bad reputation. It does. But we got an inquiry for that venue. The couple were awesome. We'd never been. Mm-hmm. And we thought, we're not going to let other people's opinions of this venue influence us. Yeah. Especially when there's this amazing couple wanting to work with us. Mm-hmm. So we went and filmed there. Yeah.
0: And... Um- one of the speakers
1: was in fact
0: the bride that booked us to go to Austin. She did a lovely, a lovely reading that made it into the wedding film. And uh, when she watched her friend's wedding film, she fell in love with it. And from there, she just had to book us.
1: Yeah, she she loved the film. She saw us at work, got to know us at that wedding. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when it came time for her wedding, she was like, "Yeah, I need I need these guys."
0: Yeah. So definitely a combination of being nice on the day, being professional, being shy to people. You know, if if, like, I remember them coming over to speak to us or speak to me, I think. I I don't know if you were there. I think you were outside shooting the photos and they were having a wee chat to me and I was just being me. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and then on top of that, We did great work. So yeah, um, it's all for us. It's all about the couple. So if, if you've heard bad things about a a wedding venue, but you've got good vibes about the couple, it is all about the couple. Go with the couple. That's my piece of advice. It's the people, not the places. It's the people, not the places. So obviously we talked about our Austin trip. I hope people found it interesting. Um, I will finish with mentioning with Jack. Do you remember Ashley, Greg? Yes. Isn't she
1: great? She has. She might be coming in next week. No, really? She's in Ireland this week, but she'll probably come in next week. Oh, that's very exciting. What, for a coffee or what? No, she's in Ireland, presumably for work. No! <laughs> <laughs> is she coming here for work? Uh, just a coffee. Coffee and ketchup. Just a coffee and... She said she'll maybe bring some coffee for us. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Well, I know what she won't be
0: doing here. She won't be on her laptop working for With Jack, which was built from the ground up, Greg, and is tailored specifically for creatives. Did you know that? I did? Yeah. Just recently, in fact, I mentioned that to a few people. They are moving over to With Jack. How good is that? How good is that? That's fantastic. Whether you provide a service like design, development, and photography, or offer advice to clients, With Jack is for you. It's focused on creatives. Insurance should not be complicated. So With Jack has made every step easy. You'll do with one form and talk to one Jack so you can sign up, get covered and move on with your day. With Jack is all about bespoke insurance for creatives. Simple. That doesn't mean more forms or faff. It means less. It's not about endless features and stale service. It's about one solid policy And the personal touch, bye-bye, unnecessary fuss, hello, creative, friendly insurance. Be a confident creative. And I want to say, Ashley is constantly updating her service. So if you have a requirement, insurance-wise, get in contact with Ashley. She's constantly wanting to make things better for the individual, which is why we personally love with Jack and appreciate what Ashley is doing. So, good job, Ashley. Keep up the hard work. And bring us some coffee, please. With that said, well, how can people find us? Oh, yes! How can people find us? In case you don't know, we are Cinemate Films. You can go to our website at www.cinematefilms.co.uk You can go to our Facebook at 4slash Cinematefilms.co. You can go to our Instagram at Cinemate Films. That's right. It's so easy. We had a guest who came into the studio and one of the aspects of the podcast that he didn't like was the fact that he could not engage with us. Of course, he was talking about couldn't engage with us live. However, if you want to message us about topics you want to hear about, guests you think could fit on the show, you can absolutely contact us through our DMs
1: on Instagram or Facebook. And there's a link in the show notes that you can just click and it'll open up an email for you.
0: Oh my God, I didn't even know that. Oh, that's super fancy. Cool. If you did enjoy this episode, subscribe so that you know when the next episode comes online. Definitely write a review because that really is a massive help. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. You're still our friend. But tell another friend about the podcast. Let's grow
1: this baby. I actually want to give a shout out to someone who I don't know. It's Tall Chops has left a review on iTunes and they said, I'm four episodes into this podcast and really enjoying them. They're great fun, very laid back and just makes them really easy to listen to. The topics that are discussed are really useful too. And I'm finding the guest speakers fascinating. Keep up the good work, chaps. Tall chops thank so you very much tall chops whoever you are out there thank you awesome' name by the way tall chops that, that really means a lot like we really appreciate that absolutely we'll maybe thank someone else in the next
0: I like it I like doing that Greg that that that's a really that's
1: really great so until next time
0: enjoy your life